Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, the podcast where we cook up a delicious blend of cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection topics to serve you a hearty bowl of insights. Whether you like your gumbo spicy with a dash of encryption or prefer a milder flavor with a side of compliance, we've got you covered. So grab a spoon, sit back, and let's dive into the pot of data protection gumbo. Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo. I'm your host, Demetrius Malbro, and today I have a super special guest on, Kanika Tover, and I am bringing her on because it's a conversation that I really love to have, and it's around uh, just rehabbing your career, and also there's a ton of tech layoffs happening right now, so what better time to have an expert on like Kanika to talk and go over some of the insights and best practices of how you can better yourself and so a little more about who she is she's phenomenal so so listen up really quick she's the ceo and founder of career rehab in dc and she also helps clients transform their careers with coaching programs events and webinars and digital resources to help people reach their goals. And um, she has also been featured on CNN, CNBC, CBS Radio, Yahoo, Black Enterprise, Glassdoor. I mean, the list goes on. So Kanika, welcome to Data Protection Gumbo and glad to have you on. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Let's start off. Why don't you give us a rundown of your journey really quickly. How how did you end up creating Career Rehab and writing your book? We'll, we'll talk more about your book later, but give us the maybe condensed version of how did you get to become the personal brand of Kanika Tover and Career Rehab? So it's been quite a journey. So I'm going to condense the journey. Uh, I've been in tech for over 17 years. I have a bachelor's degree um, in computer technology from Bowie State University. Um, in Bowie, Maryland, which is an HBCU. So I took the traditional route of getting a college degree. Uh, you know, back then, that was like the thing to do before all of these these amazing resources and certifications and programs that are out today. Um, but I started my career primarily in the federal government tech space. So after I went to school, I graduated and went into the federal government and I worked in the federal government, you know, primarily at several different agencies as a project manager in the software development space. But then around 2014, I decided that I wanted to reinvent myself and recreate my personal brand because I was um, I had some experiences that I didn't like and I wanted to try private sector. So I decided to work on my career skill sets my personal brand, my resume, and I decided to check myself in career rehab. So this is around 2013-ish, 2014-ish, when I said I'm going to leave my good government job for private sector. And I went and I just spent the holiday season and I said, you know, I am going to redo my resume and I am going to start interviewing. So I started interviewing. I got a job at a Fortune Fortune 500 Big four consulting firm. And then I started to say, like, wow, like, you know, if I was able to leave my government job and I was able to go into private sector, maybe I could help other people do that. So I started to write resumes. I started right, to, right. Um, you know, basically help people re- reinvent themselves with their resume. Then they start asking me all these amazing career questions. And then career rehab, the business and the book, it birthed itself through my journey through me helping others rehab their careers. And then we just created a book 
with my publisher, which is entrepreneur, to tell the story of like how you can actually do that. You know, that that's so phenomenal. And one thing that stood out that you mentioned was that you said I had to check myself into career rehab. I was like, wow, that's that's powerful. So I, I appreciate you sharing a little bit about your journey and how we ended up kind of where we are right now. And um, I, I took the HBCU non-traditional route as well and debunked some of the theories that you have to have this super, you have to spend a lot of money on your education and go to certain schools, et cetera. But now in this digital age that we're in, we have the power in our hands with our computers and with our laptops and our mobile phones, et cetera. So there's really no more excuses if you have not elevated yourself to where you want to be. So you also mentioned branding yourself like a product. So what exactly do you mean by that? So I always like to think of myself like a product. I am a little business in this technology industry. I have unique offerings, unique services through my education, through my experience, and through my expertise. I like to call those the three E's. Um, those are the three brand identifiers. So if I, when I started to rebrand myself back 10 years ago, I said, if I put myself up on a shelf, what I want to buy myself? And at the time, I was struggling in different areas within my career, and I needed to really refocus, rebrand, give my education and my experience and my expertise a facelift or, you know, I needed to do some renovations, you know? So I I think when we look at ourselves like a product, will we be able to brand market and sell ourselves into different career opportunities? Do we feel comfortable with even branding or marketing ourselves where we are right now? So marketing and branding and selling yourself is no different than when we go buy tickets for a concert. Someone is selling themselves because they have music, they have talent, they have choreography, they have dancers, they have like stage presence. What do we bring to the career stage as a career product to the tech space um, specifically since that's the space that I'm in? So I look at myself no, no different than I look at Beyonce or Jay-Z or LeBron James. I am just somebody who is a rock star within tech, but I have to look at myself the same way that they look at themselves when they brand their products and services as, as, as a consumer when I purchase the things that other businesses offer. Yeah, I, I love that as well. And I, I also had to get to a place where I took control of myself and also started viewing myself as a brand. And I realized because when you're in this tech industry, especially in the upper echelons of technology, like Silicon Valley was considered the the pinnacle of where everything is happening, right? All these startups happening in the garage. And I mean, you would hear all these things. And then I actually went to work in Silicon Valley, which I never thought I would have an opportunity to do. There's a certain barrier that you have to overcome. However, there's a lot of tech layoffs going on right now. We keep hearing the story. I've heard of quiet quitting and you know, the whole millennial generation, the different generations, how they look at themselves differently. What, what do you think and what have you seen just with all the recent layoffs? And what, what do you think is happening right now uh, with, with everything that's going on? I mean, I don't know a whole lot of like why it's actually happening because um, I don't work for um, any of those 
big tech companies specifically. Um, but I would say that based upon the little bit of information that I have seen and read, it seems like during the pandemic, they did a lot of over hiring as they would try to overstate it, um, that they hired a lot of professionals prior to the pandemic and even during the pandemic. And then now they're having to cut back those positions due to what's happening within the economy and what's going on within the world. Um, so I think overall that it's strategically how history repeats itself. <laughs> um, you know, if you've been in tech long enough, and even if you're new to tech, this is not new. This happened in the 2000s, the early 2000s. Um, this happened, this, I mean, this happened before. So I think that overall, there's a lot of things that we can learn from this experience. And I think that what we can learn from this experience is that we need to take back career control. You know, I don't want to focus too much on why they're happening, but what can we do why, while they're happening? Like, so I think overall, I used to want to work for big tech companies and I still would, you know, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't take an opportunity at a big tech company, but I think that we need to just look at ourselves like we're the prize, we're the MVP, we are the minimal viable product, right? But we have our we have vested our careers and our mindsets and our brands to feel like we needed to be validated to work for a lot of the companies that are experiencing layoffs and i want people to reevaluate the relationship that they have with the employer to know that you know you need to make sure that you're good because at any moment we should date jobs at any moment that job could possibly dump you or lay you off so my heart goes out to the people that are experiencing that. I don't know what we could learn from that. What do you think we could learn from these layoffs that are happening? Because it's, it's disheartening to see, you know. Yeah, I, I love it. So now, now you're going to interview me. So let me let me go ahead and, and jump in and share with, you know, my thoughts just on from a gumbo perspective. When, when I talk about everything that I talk about, I bring different aspects into what I say. So I may pull a little bit from science. I may pull a little bit from religion. So I'm pulling from different threads, giving my opinion. So I resonate with what you said. And what I am thinking is that number one, when these companies were, you know, hiring all these VCs are just, they're just handing out money, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars over the last several years. And then this unicorn, that unicorn, all these companies are just raking in money and now reality set in. Yeah, we're making profit, but we're not continuing that trend. And we love the dopamine hit of profits continuing to increase. And then COVID hit is like, wow, you know what? This is not, you know, quite what we expected it was going to be. So let's pull back. Let's look out for the betterment of the corporation. Because the beginning of the word corporation is corpse. Mm. Right. And what's a corpse? <laughs> so so <laughs> I don't want to go too deep into that, but you you said it. You could be dumped at any time. And so if you are branding yourself and if you have built a brand and before you build a brand, you have to really think of yourself and have that confidence. Right. And I was just talking to my daughter about that this morning. Is that is how you view yourself. If you don't view yourself as being the prize or being the jewel or just a phenomenal person and that you have something to bring to the table, then you're not going to look at yourself that way and you're going to start chasing things. So that, that's how I look at it. And one question I, I would like to ask as well is that, so I've been around for 20, 21, 22 years in tech, and I remember certifications were a big thing. So I started chasing certifications. 
Like if, you know, if I get 15 certifications, there's no way they can turn me down. Are you still seeing or hearing from anyone, any of, you, any of the people you talk to about certification still being held really high? Yeah, I think that when I came out of college, you had to pair the certification with the college degree. So like at the time that I came out that there was, the tr- like I say, history repeats itself. There was a trend of professionals who didn't take the traditional route and they went and got certifications or they went to Lincoln Tech or went to a vocational training school. Um, those were popular at one time and they got uh, their CompTIA certifications, you know. The A plus was was very popular. Network plus was very popular, and now we're starting to see that now a lot of other vendors are offering certifications that are just like the list has grown beyond what I've ever thought or imagined. So what I'm seeing the trend right now is that college education is still very important if that's what you want to do. Um, but I'm seeing that college education is very expensive. And some people just don't feel like they need to take that route to um, get into the technology industry. So what I love is that people are pairing up formal training with certifications, with hands-on experience, with projects, with showcasing a portfolio or showcasing something that they've created or they built based upon the certification path that they've chosen. What I like about that is that that was different than what I experienced. I experienced when you walk across the stage, you're going to get a piece of paper and automatically companies are going to want to hire you without seeing any form of, of documentation, any pro, no projects. So the college degree was the way that you get your foot in the door. Now people are taking a shorter route and I'm not mad. Like I, I like the fact that people are taking six to nine months to dedicate themselves to selecting a path within the industry, pairing that up with hands-on experience, pairing that up with projects, and then making sure that they expand their professional network to in, to enter into the um, ecosystem. So I'm extremely excited about that because I spent four years in college and um, I don't regret it. But I, I think that if you want to go to college, I still am rooting for people that want to go to school because I think there's a lot of other added benefits to that as well. Yeah, you you spent four, I spent six because I took the, I like to tell people I took the scenic route when I was in college. (laughs) And, you know, my wife always says, well, I have, you know, two degrees. And I was like, well, I have one, but I make, you know, quite a bit more than you make. So it's, (laughs) it's not about, it's not about the pieces of paper, right? It's about, number one, the the quicker you identify what you bring to the table and you capitalize on everything that has been given to us and and technology uh, has been given to us. Of course, we've gotten maybe a little bit out of hand, but we're human. So we're always going to kind of test the boundaries of of things. And so, you know, I view certifications and, you know, chat GPT and things like that. Yeah. You utilize them to a, a certain degree to benefit and to, you know, enhance yourself, but don't completely rely on those things. No, I don't think that we should completely rely on any form or path. I should, I should say we shouldn't completely rely on um, any form of uh, formal education uh, format 
formal education format. When I say formal education format, meaning that we shouldn't overly rely just on a college degree. We shouldn't overly rely on boot camps. We shouldn't overly rely on, um, you know, taking uh, Udemy courses online or LinkedIn learning courses. I think that the diversification of education is the most important thing that you have in this digital age. So diversification, it means that you can learn and expose yourself to different ways. You find a path that fits your learning format or your ideal way of thinking, and then you choose that and you move forward. But the best advice I could give anybody is to make sure that they are getting involved in the technology from a hands-on perspective, and they're able to show the impact that they can make when they go on the job interview. Okay. Yeah, I love that. And through your conversations with all the different people, I know you you have a huge following on Twitter. What is it? Uh, Twitter Spaces, Voices? What is it? I, I'm not on it often. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I host a, a monthly Twitter space. Um, I have like maybe 53,000 followers, close to 53,000 followers on Twitter. Wow. And that just came through the pandemic of me uh, finding my particular voice of what type of technology like you do podcasting other people do linkedin lives other people do uh, clubhouse so twitter is um, one of the places where i found my tribe and i love linkedin linkedin is one of my favorite my second favorite uh, social media platform but i host twitter spaces once a month where I bring in industry experts to talk about a specific area within technology, or we bring in regular people who have regular stories, who did had a regular hustle or irregular hustle, and they overcame certain challenges and they share their lessons learned. Okay. So I'm more yeah. like the content uh, or conversation curator on Twitter spaces, um, but I just love that community um black tech twitter is the community that um yeah, so that I. I back i support and i'm really um uh, invested in changing their lives okay so we're putting it out there in the digital universe that one day i am going to get on kanika's twitter <laughs> on. voices one day i don't know when that time Space, is spaces spaces twitter spaces yeah twitter yeah. spaces yes yeah, twitter spaces All right. Yeah, you can come in. You can come anytime. Okay, so I'm I'm acting old now because you know we we say things different. Like you know when you're talking to children, they're like, it's, "That's not the name." <laughs> what are you talking about, Dad? It's not. It's not talk tick. It's TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TikTok. I have a profile, but I don't post there yet. Um, I'm not like big on like the video mm -hmm. yeah. stuff, but it's something that I need to get more. Up, if I want to push my personal brand to the next level, even myself, I have to keep up. I have to evolve right. with, with with social media marketing. Yeah, know, and so. let me ask you that. Maybe one one or two more questions before we begin to wrap up. So obviously, there's quite a few individuals, quite a few people that have been laid off, um, and I have read some things that it it shows. Well, maybe the, it's a good thing for people to you know, take some time off, reevaluate who they are, how they've been operating in their career over the last 10, 15, 20 years, and really determine whether they want to come back into the tech industry. Because I've read some stories where people were laid off and they were like, you know what? I'm not going back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to figure out something else because my mental health is, in, is way more important. And they just kind of have a renaissance 
you know, in, a, in an awakening. Uh, I see some of that too. So what, what are some of the stories or some of the things that, that you are hearing uh, from that perspective? I'm definitely um, hearing the same type of stories that you're hearing. You know, when we experience career pain, sometimes we find our career purpose because, you know, these layoffs didn't happen or not. We all have experienced some level of career heartbreak. Uh, whether that's being laid off, whether that's working in a toxic work environment, whether that's you know, not getting promoted or being overlooked for promotions, there's so or just just you just not showing you showing up every day, not liking what you do. I mean that that that's that's normal and that happens every day when when tech layoffs are not even happening. Um, so I'm hearing people are really excited about taking. Um, personal sabbaticals, meaning that they will go back to work, but they're happy with the package that they've received and they're ready to take a break. I'm hearing people saying, I want to go into full-time entrepreneurship. This is my moment. I've been waiting for this moment because if I, if I would have, if I would have not gotten laid off, I would have stayed. I'm hearing people saying that they're still going to go and find another opportunity, that they're going to find another company and they're looking at industries that are beyond big tech. They're looking at federal government contracting. They're looking at other industries like the finance and banking industry. They're looking at the pharmaceutical industry. They're looking at the hospitality industry with hotels. They're looking beyond investing their energy and their soul and their mind into big tech. And I think the last thing is that some people saying they don't want to come back to tech at all. They want to start a whole brand new career and something new. And and I think that comes from the fact that we have vested our lives into building relationships and community at work. And we've been told by companies that they, oh, we're family. Oh, we got your back. Oh, it's we, we you know, we have all these perks and all of these amazing office spaces and coffee and tea and snacks and Oh, we're promoting diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. and all of these things that we've been yeah. told, right? But I think people are now saying, wow, I could work for a company for 15 years and give my whole life to a company for 40 hours plus a week, plus a week. And then you would just email me and you would not even have the decency or the respect to let me know that the layoffs was coming. I just sign into my laptop and automatically I'm being notified that I'm being laid off and then I'm being revoked access to the network. I think people are reevaluating how they see employment. And I think that it's so important for people that are even not been laid off to pay attention because one day it could be me, one day it could be you, or maybe it has been you. And I don't want to like be, I'm not exempt (laughs) from experiencing what they're experiencing. And if it happened to me, like, what would I do? I don't know what I would necessarily do at that very moment. But I think that, that the great thing about this opportunity, you still got options. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome, man. This has been some therapy. I, I appreciate that. You, you, you have a way that you, you provide the insight and the information, and then you kind of weave in a little bit of empathy and then some of that passion. And it's kind of like, okay, everything's going to be all right, because Kanika said that, you know, it's going to be all right. So before I let you go, though, what are you reading and what's on your nightstand right now? And it doesn't have to be something super techie or whatever. It could be anything. What, what do you want to share that you're reading right now? Or studying? Um, I'm actually reading a book. I read a lot of different books at one time sometimes, which is not always good. Mm-hmm. Um, so do I. On a daily basis, I try to read the Bible. Okay. 
great book. Okay, um, that's just that's just a. Uh, but I'm actually reading this book right now, and it's called um, "Profit from Your Podcast," Ooh. and it's um, proven strategies to list to turn listeners into a livelihood. So it's profit from your podcast by Dave Jackson. Okay, and he is the founder and host of School of Podcasting because I'm really interested in taking the Twitter Spaces content, my book content, and my conversations with various different experts like yourself into um, creating the Career Rehab podcast show. Okay. So um, that's something I want to launch this year. Uh, this is exclusive. I haven't announced it, but it's something that I've been working on. So I want to make sure that I am creating an amazing podcast show just like yours. Oh, look at that. I, I received that. And I also send out, you know, positive energy your way with your passion, your drive, your hustle. I have no doubt that you are going to make that podcast. Number one, it's going to it's going to be a top ranking podcast on Apple, right, on Spotify, on any major platform. And it's also going to have tons of great positive reviews. So we're going to speak all this out into existence right now. And uh, I believe that it's going to happen. So I am, you know, once again, so thankful and grateful to uh, have you on the podcast, to hear your insights. And I'm sure my, my listeners will also take away. And uh, don't forget, go out to KanikaTolver.com, right? Is that where you want them to take a look and maybe buy the book. How can they buy the book and how can they invest in you? Oh, sure. Kanika? So um, you can always come to KanikaTover.com to reach out to me about my um, products and services that I offer. Um, you know, I do speaking engagements. I do consulting. Um, I also, you know, have the book. You can always check out the book directly at Amazon.com. You know, a lot of us use Amazon, but you can order the book wherever books are sold. That's Target. That's Barnes and Nobles. Um, of course, Amazon. And, you know, if you want to, you know, connect with me directly, you can follow me on all social media platforms. My handle is at Kanika Tover on Instagram, Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn. So wherever social media platforms, you there. I'm there. I'm on all of them. At all right. Over. Well, once again, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And hopefully we can get you again in the near future. All right. For sure. All right. Thank you so much, Kanika.